0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. God is faithful. I was going to ask a question of everybody. Is God really faithful? Is he really faithful? And and, and um, I would say I, I say the same thing because. I believe that God asked me that question. Now, I want to review a verse. Uh, it's a different verse, but I want to review it anyway, that um, Verge has been teaching. Kaylee has been teaching. I opened up the series three weeks ago. And so this is the fourth message and final message on God's faithful. And what the Lord told me is that, drill it in, drill it in, drill it in to the people that I am faithful. I am faithful. I said, God, <laughs> uh, we know that you are faithful. We, we uh, praise, we say it, and we say, well, you know, is God good? Yeah. yeah, and we say, all the time. So we, we know that God. Now, when God tells you to do something, obviously, He has a reason for it, and so uh, you 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 kind of don't ask a lot of questions. But uh, a lot of times, I do. Let's look at Revelation chapter sixteen, uh, verse eleven. In that, that verse, now it says that, and I saw heaven open. And behold, a white horse, and he was set on it. It's called faithful and true. Faithful and true. And, uh, of course, faithful is worthy to be trusted, worthy to be believed. You, you have confidence in the person that's faithful. And true is one who cannot lie. It's genuine, it's real. There's nothing false about it. Let's look at First Corinthians chapter one, verse nine. Let's look at the verse nine. God is faithful, through whom you were called into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Then Amplified says, God is faithful. He is reliable, trustworthy, and ever true to his promise. We can depend upon him. Through him you will call into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So when we say, is God faithful, I was going to ask, someone from the audience to, to that question. And so we'll give, give us an example of his faithfulness. But we could go all day and be telling each other about the faithfulness of God. Just like Stella, you know, uh, God is faithful and she can start off and she probably won't finish uh, getting too far before she break down in tears because God is faithful he is faithful. And we all all would do that. We all would do that. Today, I want to give you seven words, which is the title of the message, seven words that can change your life forever. Seven words that can change your life forever. When I was, uh, when I was, uh, Preparing for the last, this this last message here. I was going to title it "So What," but I was "No, you don't want to say that." You yeah. know, "So What?" Uh, because God is faithful. We know He's faithful, and so what am I telling you that you don't know? God is faithful. But the the reason I was going to title it "So What." You know that, in other words, we all know that. So what's new? But God, when I believe He asked me that question, I knew He was after something different. He wasn't at, at, He wasn't after a can answer, a head knowledge answer, a Just a scripture answer. Because after all, we all know the scripture that God is faithful. He's faithful. So what is he looking for? So I had to pray, search. What what are you looking for, God? What what, what do you want? Because we know you're faithful God. Well, he says, if I'm faithful, and you know I'm faithful, then what, how does that change you? How does that change how you act? How does that change how you talk? How does that change, you know, how you treat others? How you relate to others? How does that change anything? Since I'm so faithful. So, I titled it, the message, Seven Words That Can Change Your Life Forever. Because after I got through studying what he wanted me to bring, and of course, you know, it has to first be in me. I have to be the first partaker of the message and find out God. I see what you I see what you're saying. I see why you're asking me that question. Because it's supposed to mean a difference in my life. If God is faithful, then it's supposed to make a change. It's supposed to make a change. Now, here are the seven words. God is faithful to his written. Word of seven. Now, I could have condensed it, but I felt that this is what he wanted me to bring. God is faithful to his written word. He's faithful to his written word. Now, I could have left off written, but he didn't want me to leave off written because I can say God told me. And you don't know whether God told me or not. You can tell me God told. Spoke to me and he, he said, and I can't prove, you, you know, that he did. You're you, you, you you're the only one that can know that. But hindsight usually will determine, did he really speak to me? Did he really say that? And sometimes, they, they you know, they say hindsight is better than, you know, foresight. But uh, and, and a lot of times I say, oh, man, I thought God said that, but. He didn't say that. And now I know he didn't say that, but I thought he said that. And it doesn't hurt anything to walk out something good that you thought God said. You just missed him, but it's still good. But the written word? No. Uh-uh. There's no doubt about the written word. God is faithful to his written word, and it should make a difference in my life if I really believe it. If I really believe it. And so that's what he gave me, and that's what I started on, that, God, I know that I'm supposed to be different because of this. And so... I knew from the beginning of the series where I was going with it because I don't want to be saying some canned phrase and really don't believe it in my heart. God is good all the time. Do, do you really believe that? God is faithful. Is he really faithful? Yes, he's faithful. But then, why are you acting like that? Why are you talking like that? Why are you treating this person this way? So he says, We're going to camp out there. And this is what I want you working on. That's what I want the body working on. I want them to work on not being a hearer of the word only, but a doer of the word. Make it a difference since I'm so faithful. Let's look at um, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Now, some people think that when you say, well, the written word is true, they'll say, well, you know, uh, man penned this Bible here. Man penned this thing. So if man penned it, it's going to have some error in it. Nothing that man does is perfect i don 't care if it's a new car right off the lot right off the the, the, the the truck that they drove it into Lynchburg. nobody's touched it except they get it off the truck. You were there waiting they they said let me let me uh you know kind of touch it up a little bit and you drive it home it has about five about three to five miles on it. I've been there. I've been there. And it can be as beautiful as, as you want it to be. Nobody's driven it but the man who who, you know, moved into the lot and all that kind of stuff. And uh when I had the I think it was a seventy two Corvette, it was it was it was new I, I ordered it from Vaughn Chevrolet. Vaughn's was back then you know, on Bedford Avenue, and it had a Convertible top, canary yellow, hard top to go on it on the winter luggage room. I was doing scouting with a with a, um, a fellow teacher. Uh, I was scouting junior high school and everything. And he said, "Man, this thing is like a an airplane cockpit inside. Oh, look at all these lights, man!" You, you. and as well, boom, boom, bam, 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 and we had to pull over to the side. He said, "What happened?" I had to pull. Up, I had to call the wrecker. And we, we got towed in the Lynchburg. And he laughed at me. Because I thought this thing was, it leaked. New car. New car. Leaked in the head of latches. And I said, well, you know what? I don't care what man does, he can't, he can't, he can't do it without a mistake. But look listen to what God says in Second Timothy three sixteen. It says all scripture. And they didn't say most scripture. He said all scripture is inspired by God, not by man, by God. And profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. And the amplifier says, All scripture is God. Breathe. That means given by inspiration of God. Man pending, but God was directing. You say, no, 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 no. You can't tell me his flesh didn't get into it. You can't tell me he he just said, well, let me say this right here because I like this better. No. God is able to do all things. Is that correct? He's able to guide your mouth. He's able to guide a donkey's mouth. He's able to guide a fish so that when they throw the rod out there, the first fish that come up have taxes to pay your taxes in it. He can do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. To whom he wants to do it Well God is omnipotent. Isn't he? So, what can't he do? There's nothing. There's nothing he can't do. He can do what he wants to do. That's just within his character. He can do it. He can do it. So, when he says, I'm faithful to my written word, you can bank on it. That means that. We can count it. We can count it. Isaiah 55, 10, and 11. For as this rain comes, rain and snow comes down from heaven, and do not return there without watering the earth, making it to bear and sprout up, and providing seed for the soil and bread the eater. So shall my word be to go forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me void. It will not turn useless, in other words, without result, without accomplishing what I desire. And without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. That's God's word. That's his word. We can count on his word being true. We can count on it. We don't have to, we don't have to wonder about it. It's true. Psalm 119, 89. Forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It stands firm. Forever, 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 forever. Heaven and earth might pass away, but the Word of God will never pass away because the Word of God is going to be there in heaven. It's not going to pass away. He is the Word. When a person says or writes something, We have to wonder, before we really believe it, well, who said it? Can we trust the person who said it? I know he said that this is what they were going to do. I know he he said, or she said, this is how it's going to work out. But can I really trust that? Well, we can trust the word of God because God said it. See, we have to depend upon the character of the person and the the ability of that person to bring that word to pass. And since God is omnipotent, we know nothing hinders him from bringing any word to pass from Genesis to Revelation. To light be he can in anything. So it says in Numbers twenty three nineteen God is not a man that he should lie. Now he could have said, God will not lie. But see, we are in this world and we relate to one another. And we have found out that a faithful man who can find, right? We know that we are subject to make mistakes. We know that we desire to do something that we don't care out all the time. Is that correct? Just about everybody who got married stood and said, to death do us part. And and they meant it. They meant it. I meant it. But if it weren't for God, it would just been words spoken to a person in love at the time. Because everybody speaks it at the time, don't they? But sometimes situations happen or whatever that People change their mind. God never changes his mind. Never. Never. Nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do it? Has he spoken and will he not bring it to pass or make it good? Oh, God. Yes, yes. I can trust you God. We can trust you God. 1st Samuel 15:29. Let's look there. Also the glory of Israel will not lie or change his mind for he is not a man that he should change his mind. So I'm just, all, all I'm doing now is, I could have used one scripture, but God wants us to drill it in, drill it in, that his word will never pass away, that he is faithful, and that he'll never change his mind. Never, never change his mind. Isaiah 40. Verse 8, the grass withers and the flower fades, no matter how nice the grass may look, you can fertilize it, you can water it, do All it looks, looks good, it looks good, but it does wither. Flowers, no matter how good they look and all beautiful, but they do fade. But the word of God stands forever. Stands forever. Titus 1, 2, and 3. In the hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised long ago, many ages ago, but at the proper time manifested even his word. And we know that in the Old Testament there are many prophecies of Jesus coming and there's going to be a virgin birth and this... But it came to pass, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Now, since God is faithful, since he's faithful to his word, since that God's character will tell us that and who he is, that he'll never lie. But suppose, God, he didn't see that coming. You know, he, he didn't see Coronavirus coming now, you know, and, and, and all this stuff. He didn't see all that. God is all knowing, isn't He? Omniscient. He knows everything. Everything. And you say, well, there's no way He's going to know what's happening over there and over here. He knows every hair on your head he knows everything about you he knew what you were doing this morning he knew what time you got up he knows what time everybody gets up he knows everything about everybody everywhere all the time is that true yeah yeah and nothing you can do that i could do to be out of the presence of god because god is everywhere and everybody and everything is in his presence so therefore He knows everything. He just knows everything. Everything. He's everywhere. Everywhere. I don't care if you go uh, and dive in a submarine deep, 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 deep to the bottom of the ocean. He's there. Can't get away from him. I don't care where you hide. He can see you. I don't care how dark it is. It's like light to him. Isn't it? Now, since all these things is true, how should that change my life and your life? How should it really change it? Well, I know you already knew this, but I had to say, God, that's going to change my life Forever. Forever. Knowing what you and how you were emphasizing this to me, to bring it forth, first to me and then to others, it's going to change my life forever. Forever. I'm not going to be the same. And I hope you won't be the same. Because we know something. In such a way that it is not, it is not just head knowledge. It's not just something we read. It's not a message that you heard. This is a message that God has given that he wants all of his children, all of us to walk out. Now I say, okay, God, I have done some things. I've said some things that even though I say you are faithful, God, I repent. It is, it is just terrible how I've been acting, how I've been you know, talking. It's been terrible. I say it. But it's just words. I don't mean it to be words, God. But it's just words. And it's not going to be that way. You know, we know that we can do nothing apart from him. We know what the scripture says. We know that if I'm going to improve in sanctification, in in the the words I speak, and all those things, I know it's going to have to be Him. It can't be just me. I could do nothing apart from him. But I play a part in it. But it's him, I know I know it's him who gives me both the will and to do of his good pleasure. I know that. But still, as the some it up. If you don't believe it. Just lie in bed and say, I'm never going to get up. I'm never going to eat. I'm never going to drink unless, God, you bring it to me and serve it to me and see how long you live. We're going to have to do something because he'll tell us, get up. No, I'm not getting up. Okay, rebellious one, lay down. So I know we have to do something, but we know we can do nothing apart from him. Let me give you. An example, and, and, and a few of you know it, not all of you, but a few of them know it. When I uh, got the call of the hands laid whatever it is, to lead this church, I said, God, now you know that they are not going to take me back into teaching. You know that because they do not want a 50-year-old jumping jack teacher. They don't want no 1st year teacher 50 years old. They can get two young birds out of college and pay them, both of them, and still might not become my salary. So God, you sure you want me to step out? And they just said, well, hey, do what you want to do. I, I said, step out. Well, if you don't want to, who, who's going to keep you anyway? You say, wait till retirement. Because I said, wait, wait, wait till I retire because I get my full retirement. If I retire now, I don't get nothing. Holly, I mean, I get a little something, but it's not enough to live on. God, don't, don't. He said, well, who's going to keep you alive? Can you keep yourself alive? No. Can you keep yourself healthy? No. Well, you better step out and do what I said. And so I stepped out. But Stella probably can tell you, uh, and Sam, I was worried all the time about snow days. Every time it snowed, I was, oh, God. And Stella and Brianna used to pray for snow. Uh, <laughs> I said, no, don't pray for snow. no, if we miss church, we, we're not going to have the funds because people usually don't make up what they, if they miss it, they usually don't make it up, and, and we might can't pay the bills. And this went on for years and years, about 20 years, about 20 years, until I got sick last year. Well, I wasn't sick all the time, but I was in the hospital four times the pneumonia three times, and, I, and 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 I found, you know what? The only person who can keep me is God. The only person, and and I need the prayers of the saints because that's important. But you know, God, you're in control of this thing. You're in control because nobody could stop me from losing weight, but God. Nobody. And I know some of you want to lose weight, but don't don't want to lose it too bad that you say something you shouldn't say. I want to lose weight. You know, please let me lose weight. Anything you do, let me lose No, you don't want to lose weight. Like that. Because you're sick, you don't want to do that. But the key thing is that I came to a realization, not head knowledge now, because I knew it all the time, that God is faithful and that he's never going to let you down, that his word, his word stands forever, that he's faithful to his word, to his written word. And, and so, and I quoted his, I don't care what somebody said, I don't care how I looked, I don't care how, the, but I had to stand on his written word that told me you will live and not die. That's a word in the Bible. You should live and not die. And I quote that thing all the time. I will live and not die. Look in the mirror and I say, ooh. ooh. <laughs> but I still had to say, I will live and not die. Because he is faithful to his word, say. He's faithful to his word. And, and we have a missed one snow day. This year, 2020, we haven't missed once snow day. We missed a whole bunch of days, back to back. I know it must have been about how long did we miss out of, out of this building and out of meeting together. We missed, we missed a lot of time back to back. And, you know, it didn't bother me not one bit missing church and wondering about the finances. Matter of fact, I haven't. I haven't looked at people's, anybody's finances say, I wonder is, is, is uh, Susan Q uh, given? I wonder is, I don't care whether they're given or not, as far as whether we get the money or not. I care about them, but not their money. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whatsoever. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. One way or the other, it's going to be all right. Why is it going to be all right? Because God is faithful to his word. He says that he is the head of the church. That's what he said. He didn't say Willie Taylor was the head of the church. He is the head of the church. So therefore, can he take care of his church? Well, suppose none of us want to give. All the silver, all the gold belongs to God. He doesn't need us. He's going to use us to help us. He's going to use you to help you. But he doesn't need you. And I said, God, I see what you're saying, that you are faithful, that this should change my life. And see, I already knew, because he's been working on me about this. And so that's why still I hadn't bothered. I don't do the things I used to do, you know, because you used to send me a, a report, you know, and, and I still get a report, just a general report on uh, just what what came in, what spent. But um, when it comes to worrying about it, phew, worried about it, no, because uh, sometimes, I mean, they come over and say, hey, uh, guess what? We can't pay our bills. We can't pay everything, and pay you too. Uh, did, did, I, did I jump up and down and say, "Well, well, how am I live? What am I do?" Hey, God is faithful to His word, and, that, and He says in His word what He would do. Psalm twenty three, verse four. It tells us that matter of fact, verse 1 says, the Lord is my shepherd. And shepherds look out for the sheep, don't they? And verse 4, you know, it, it tells us, you know, that how, how God is, that even though the King James said, yay though, well, since, you know, I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you can walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but a sheep should fear no evil. Because the sheep is dependent upon the shepherd. And we're supposed to be dependent upon our our chief shepherd, Jesus Christ. And so, even though that sheep she was saying, you know, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil. Why? Because you're with me. The rod and st- your staff comforts me. And so, God has more than a rod. To, to fight off the enemy that's trying to get the sheep. he has more than a staff to kind of guide and then and, and bring you back, to put the hook on you, bring you back to, to, from, from falling in, in some. God can send forth locusts, He can send forth bees. He can fight that He can do anything he wants to do. God is awesome. And we have, our, our shepherd, our chief shepherd, we can say, I don't care what I'm going through. My shepherd is going to protect me. My shepherd is going to bring me through. And so what do I have to worry about? See, because that's one of the big things, one of the top two things that we do. We worry about things and we fear things. We worry about things we fear things. And we should, we should from this day forward, start working on it repent of it, and and, 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 and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going forth from this stuff. I'm not going to be that way because because God has said that he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. Even to the end of time, he's not a man that he should lie. He, he's going to, if he said it, he's going to do it just like the, the snow and the rain comes down, it's going to water the earth, make it a spring forth and bud, and so forth, so shall his word go forth out of the out of his mouth, it's not going to turn void. So therefore, I don't have to worry about my finances. I'm going to work. I'm going to do things, but I can't do anything about Some people can't do anything about uh, getting laid off or whatever happened during this COVID thing. They, can, they, can't, they can't do anything about it. They can get another job. God said, don't worry. Don't worry. He said in, the, in, in Philippians 4, 6-9, you remember I gave it as a as a memory verse when I was teaching on don't worry because that's what it says. Be careful for nothing, but in all things, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to him. Didn't it say that? You know, uh, y- y'all did? Memorize that verse, did you? <laughs> okay. So I'm saying that why worry about things anymore that your shepherd has said, don't worry about? Because we wouldn't be really truthful in saying, God is faithful. Singing, God is faithful. Is he really? Yes, he really is. Well, then stop worrying about stuff you can't do nothing about. Stop worrying about stuff that he wants to take charge of. Because as long as we are disobedient and keep worried about it, then what he said, well, okay, I told you don't worry. I told you I'm the good shepherd. I told you I got you. I got you. Don't worry about that. I got everything under control. But if you keep worried about it, I'm going to let you handle it. And sometimes that's what happens. That's what happens. And I know that it's a lot of things that, that um, we go through, you know. It's a lot of things. Like, like Stella, because uh, uh, we said it before, so you, I don't have to ask your permission to do it, uh, is that when Stella, doctor was told him, you couldn't have a child. I think that's what he said uh, years ago. And you could worry about it. You can cry about it. You can do all you want to do. But what could you do about it? Nothing. You did all you could. You, you know and Sam, y'all did all you could, and it didn't happen. And the doctor said it's just not going to happen. But God is faithful. God is faithful. That's why we got Brianna sitting over there. God is faithful. God is faithful. And some 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 of us are worried about whether we're going find a wife we were going to find a husband whatever the situation may be uh, I can't find one in, in the little old uh, Lynchburg little old uh, cornerstone Oh, you can't well it's too late tell, tell Kaylee that because he came here he was just doing he didn't what, God just brought his wife they didn't know each other back from when they're their hometown, both of them from the same place. But they didn't know each other. They know each other. Too late. God can do anything he wants to do. He is faithful. He's faithful to his word. You just do what you're supposed to be doing, what you set your hands to do. He said all things you know you acknowledge God. You pray. So don't worry about it because he is in control. When do you know that your children, all who has children, all everybody got children, do you know that you will do everything you can to help that child? I guarantee you, if you could have Becky, if you could have, it would have been great. Your son would be closer to you. Uh, well, you can just see him just ride over the out of Bristol, ride over the a ride over somewhere, uh, uh, because, but you weren't in control. But you have to d- depend on God. God, you know everything. There's a reason why he's where he is. I thank God that you brought him through school, and he is doing well. He's healthy. We There's plenty of things we can thank God for, isn't there? Yeah. So we worry about so many things. And God says, stop it if you really believe it. If you really believe what you say, what you sing, then it should change you. You should never be the same, never be the same after this message. Never be the same. Because God is faithful to his written word and his written word. He has so many promises in the Bible. So he, God loves us. Don't ever say, well, well, you know, he'll do it for somebody else. He did it for Kaylee. He, he did it for Stella. He, you know, he, he does things, but he probably won't do it for me because I didn't do my devotions this morning. What? What? <laughs> There's nobody to tell that you I don't love you anymore. Because you didn't clean your room. Man, you would as soon as they got old enough to clean their room, you'd probably stop loving them if that were the case, because most people don't clean their room. Probably go in your room now, still not clean. You know? But see, God loves us when we do wrong. He loves us when we don't do what we're supposed to do. He loves us when we didn't love him. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So uh, if you're not born again, if you haven't given Jesus Christ your life, do so today because he is good. He is faithful. He does love you. He loves you in spite of you have been resisting him. You haven't given your life to him. But this day that can change. Because you know that he's faithful and he wants to do abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to the power that works in you. And he gives you power when he, he saves you because you have the Holy Spirit to come to live inside of you. And God with us, Emmanuel, give your life to Jesus Christ today. And you'll never be the same. And I hope that everybody who's a Christian, who's in the, on the sound of my voice, that you will change from this day forward. To say, you know what, I've been saying God is faithful. But to tell you the truth, uh, even though I, I, I knew it in my head, I didn't act like it. I did things. I said things. Just like the pastor said, he was doing things and saying things. Acting like uh, snow going to keep a giving down. What? One little day of snow. And he's worrying about it. And I, I, I used to walk up and down in the in, in, in sanctuary on Park Avenue uh praying. Lord, don't let Stella and Brianna pray there's snow because I know the weather forecast is on snow because now they're praying against me and it's Christians praying against Christians. God don't do that, you know. Uh, wasting all that time. You know. But that that has changed and other things gonna change because God is changing me and saying that I want you to walk the talk. You say I'm faithful. You say my word is forever settled in heaven. You say it, I never lie. Then act like it. Act like it. God is good, isn't he? Okay. Praise God. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church.